Welcome back to another episode of the Inquisitive Mamba podcast. Little uh, weird conditions for Max. He's driving on the road, but it's so good to have him. Actually... Lot. Listen, I'm not on. I'm not, I'm not in traffic. <laughs> he's uh, he's he's safe. He's sound. He's secure. But it's great to uh, record. And I think actually for the first time in a while, we're able to go live. If I'm not mistaken. So That's hopefully, right, hopefully it'll get us live. But overall, how was your weekend? Good, Joe. Yeah, watched. You went to a wedding. Celebrated uh, Kelly Huff and Tyler Mufali. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, and had a great time. And uh, yeah, watched awesome. the Bengals game on on Sunday. We were looking good. So and now I'm going to the Bengals game on Saturday. How about this one, though? Bengals ended up beating the Colts 34 to 14. Are you still boycotting the Bengals? Absolutely not, Joe. I was absolutely jumping up and down watching that game. Listen, like, with the, our defense was firing on all cylinders. I know they're not some sort of like high-powered offense, but to allow nine points in the whole game, the defense did. It was uh, it was really good to see, and our our offense was falling. Minus if you if you take away that pick six, that was like it wasn't a great throw, but it was an unlucky pick. Like it was Tan, uh, Tanner Tanner Hudson kind of popped it up for the uh, the cornerback. Um, kind of a fluke, I'll say. Yeah. Um, outside of that, we played a perfect football game. Jake Browning finished the game 18 to 24, 275, two touchdowns and one interception. How about Chase yep. Brown though, on the ground and in, in the passing game, dude, he's fast. It's so <laughs> good to see like have a backup. Like you remember last year we had P Ryan, who was yeah. a super solid secondary back for us. And we have not had that all year. So it's, it's been really tough on us. Uh, our run game hasn't been great. So to have two guys that can be explosive at any time in the backfield, it really puts pressure on the defense to uh, to watch the run, which yeah, should open up more passing opportunities for us. Yeah, I didn't catch most of that game, but the one, or really, I didn't really get mo- most of it. But I will say, from just you know being around the Bengals and listening to what you know what I've seen so far, it's kind of cool because. You know, a few weeks ago when Burrow got hurt, everyone thought the wheels were falling off. It was over. Like, you know, let's just go get a draft pick. And now they're in, you know, p- potential contention for a wild card. You know, they're right on. Yeah. They're right on the bubble. So if we win this week, if we win this week, we have a serious chance of being in the wild card the, yeah. by the end of Sunday. Like, yep. We I think if we win and two other teams lose, like the Broncos and the someone else, we're we're in. Yeah. Yeah. And so and if we just keep winning and we. We we don't have like a, a tough schedule other than Chiefs going going out, and you know how we play against the Chiefs, so yeah, we we have a we have a serious chance of making the playoffs. There'll definitely be some excitement too, just for the Bengals because they're seven and six. I mean, they're still playing for a wild card spot, but it's cool because I mean, even if they lose, I mean, I don't feel like they have really have anything really big to lose. They're just kind of playing with house money at this point. Oh, exactly. Yeah, we're, so we, that's, a, that's the most dangerous dangerous team to play if they uh, somebody's yeah. got nothing to lose. Exactly. So how about this one, though? Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs game. Did you catch that? Uh, I did not watch it, oh, but man, I, I was, was in the wedding. Game. I wish I did, but I was checking. I was following the scores. You Did you see? I'm sure you saw the whole controversial uh, stuff about the offsides. I saw Tony. That. I saw Tony. Yeah, so I think I think Patrick Mahomes is the most baby back bitch I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like to come over and then start bitching to the refs to the opposing quarterback. That's the most classless, lame shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, he did apologize though. Okay, 
as yeah. he should. It makes it, it would be one thing if it was a bad call. Maybe yeah. that would be acceptable, but it was so clearly the right call in that situation. Yeah. Like yeah. he was so far off sides it wasn't even close. Even True. if it is a bad call, that is just some like some baby yeah. shit to to go up to the opposing quarterback and complain about the refs. Like the it, you're the one who led it within one play of of losing or winning. Like yeah, it, it's it, it's not just that one call that altered the entire. I mean, it did alter the entire game, but yeah. like you lost the game. Mahomes was like worst tackle I've ever or worst call I've worst ever seen. Call, yeah, yeah, worst call I've ever seen. That's so, the softest. Go go shake yeah. the quarterback's hand and walk away. What did what did did Josh Allen say anything to, to <laughs> no. him when they lost in the fi- in the in the playoffs? The he probably shook his hand and said, "Good yeah. game." Yeah. So it, like, what a. I'm Handy, surprised. Dude. I'm surprised Stephon Diggs didn't run over there and say something because he's known to do stuff like that. So I but, hate Diggs, dude. He's such yeah, a baby. Man. So, but Allen finished the day 23 of 42, 233, a touchdown and a pick. Mahomes 25 of 43, touchdown and a pick, and then really just James Cook on the ground and in the receiving game. Travis Kelsey was six receptions, 83 yards. But it was kind of a very, you know, I mean, actually the Bills were up 14-0 at one point. They ended up taking that lead into halftime. Good game overall. I mean, it was nice to see, you know, those two teams play each other. I wish the Bills had a better record, but they were playing and they were fighting for a playoff spot. Kind of goes back to what you said in the last episode. They can still make the playoffs. It's still will, it's still going to be tough because they have Dallas this week, but we will see. I, I'm still, I'm, you know, if they go 10-7, and seven, I think they can definitely get in, but they I think they still have to potentially win. I, I want the Bills to be, to be in contention just solely because yeah. I am going to the final game of the season against the Dolphins, and I do not want to see a game where the back all the backups play. Yeah, that's true. I don't think uh, I don't think you would see that though, because I think Miami is still going to be fighting for their home field first. Right, yeah, home field yeah. or first round bye. Yeah, but they might be playing against the uh, Bills that are the Bills team that are that are playing backups. Oh yeah, true. If they're out because if they if yeah. they're out of contention completely, so I'm rooting for the Bills all the way to the end because we paid, spent like three hundred dollars on those tickets because they were because so, it's looking to be such the more they keep winning, it's looking to be a a really big game. So I, th- I think we're gonna get that. I think uh, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, I we'll certainly get, hope we'll so. A, a help, you know, a full started star studded Bills team. Hopefully to see. So yeah, but I've never been to a week seventeen or well now yeah. week eighteen game. So the Bills game was good, though. It was good to see, you know, Allen and Mahomes um, go at it again. It's always an instant classic with those two. But the Chiefs really oh, didn't yeah. do anything on offense mostly the entire game. I mean, it would have been cool to see if they would have scored that touchdown and then to see if we could have got some Josh Allen magic at the end there. But Joe, you know, what have I said all year? The Chiefs aren't everything that they're cracked up to be. Like, you're right. They're, they're not that. as strong as I said that. La- I think last week or the week before, they're not as str- they're not the super powerhouse that we've seen in, in previous years. No, two things to that though for the Kansas City Chiefs. One. You have Andy Reid, who's a great coach. I just think you can if you're going to get in the playoffs, it's a one, it's a one game elimination thing at that point. It's I don't know. I just feel like they get in the playoffs. Of course, they're going to be dangerous because they have Mahomes. But the game plan changes completely. You know, they're not focused so much on the regular season. And but the one thing about the Kansas City Chiefs, though, too, is they've they've never played on the road in any of their playoff games as Mahomes as the starter. They've gone to five straight AFC championship games and Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have never played on the road. So when you sit there and you go, oh, well, all this adversity, well, this would be the ha- this would have to be the year that they would have to go on the road because I don't think they're going to get home field. I don't see it. I think it's really down to Baltimore and Miami at this point, unless those two yep. teams flop at the end there. I really think the Ravens are going to get it. So we're going to see what the Chiefs are really made of if they have to go play on the road. Yep. Yeah. So, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. 
I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, they'll really don't, they really do not want to meet the Bengals in the playoffs. <laughs> this is a good one for you though. This is exactly about the Bengals. Jamar Chase says he's better than Vikings receiver, Justin Jefferson. What are your thoughts? That's not even a question. It's not even Jamar a question. It's Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase is the best receiver in the league. Be serious. And Come it's on. by a mile. I'm being, nice. I'm being entirely serious, Joe. No, you're not. Who's you better did, than Chase? Well, Justin Jefferson? Tyreek Hill? No. no. Right now, right now, this year, right now, right now, this year, you'd have to go with this Justin year. Jefferson. Sure, they have better stats, but it doesn't make him Tyree a better Kill. player. Would yeah, you rather? Okay, he's would, got, you, would you rather have Tyreek Hill or Jamar Chase? Well, okay, you can Chase. say Jamar Chase for, for age, but overall body of work. Chase, but you can't you can't go straight up on the numbers because we had an injured Joe Burrow for f- half the year, and then we had three games where Jake Browning was still figuring it out. Like he he's not getting as many. He's not getting the same looks that he was like with a healthy, right, a healthy, full power Joe Burrow. Let's stick on Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. If you're an NFL GM and you have the first pick in the draft and you're picking a receiver, you're taking Justin. Je- you're taking Jamar Chase over Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he's stronger, faster. It's it's a no brainer. He's he's too strong, dude. Justin Jefferson does not have the strength that Jamar Chase does. That is true. That's a good point. But Jamar Chase is a strong. Mother sucker. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they I mean, they both went to LSU. I mean, we both saw what they did there. Actually, Chase was better at LSU, but Justin Jefferson has. I mean, he's he's been amazing in the NFL. Listen, if I could have either Justin too. Jefferson or Jamar Chase, I think I'd be fine. I, I'm not saying Justin Jefferson is like some sort of bum. Like they're 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 neck and neck. I'm gonna but say one taking... A and I'm gonna say one A and one B. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Here. But Jamar Chase said, I'm the best. I don't feel like we're the two best. I'm the best. So I think this also has the – he's also but playing – But fr- I think they're they're fr- that's friendly team. banter, though. Yeah, of course. That's friendly but, banter. Je- Jeff, right, Jefferson right. would say the same thing. If, if I, you and I were talking about who's the best wide receiver in our – on the beaches, we would say the same thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that would be funny. Or like, yeah. or like one-on-one basketball? Yeah, 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 Joe. We, don't, jer- even, the, we don't need to go jer- there, Joe. That gets jer- way the, too wild. The jersey swap? Yeah, yeah, Joe. At the gas station at Wawa? Yeah. That's kind of sketchy. Yeah, I didn't Joe, even you have need to ju- clip this and, like, show the picture. I will, I will. I, I didn't even have a I, – I was a USF t-shirt and you had a Kansas jersey. Whose Kansas jersey was that? <laughs> I have no idea. Was it a, <laughs> oh, oh, it's mine. Yeah, but where did that I got it in from? a thrift store for $5. Oh, my God, of course. Imagine if that was, like, there's no name on the back of that jersey. No, but it, it is signed by the player. Who? I have no idea. He he, oh he played gosh. like he played for the. He ended up going to the league and playing for the Bobcats for the Bob the Charlotte Bobcats when we were in middle school when they were the worst team in history. You remember when they had the worst record in yeah. the history of basketball? Yeah, he was on that team. Le- LeBron and the Heat like dismantled that team. Yeah, Kansas Jayhawks number four. Uh, tw- let's say twenty ten. Yeah. Oh my God, we gotta find this. If you say his name, I'll remember. Sharon Collins. Yep. I think it was him. Did he play for the Bobcats? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> if if we can find this, I'm going to laugh. Are you sure it was number four, though? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You can go back. Yeah, he did play for the Bobcats. It is him. Yeah, it is. Sharon Collins. I have his signature. It's <laughs> yeah, a signed jersey. I got it for $5. Yeah, he's 36 years old. He's drafted in 2010. Yeah. Wow. 
That's so funny. Why the hell would that be at Goodwill? Somebody just was like, all right. It wasn't at Goodwill. It was at like a, it was like a sports memorabilia. Like this collector of Kansas shit was like a sports memorabilia. It wasn't a thrift store to be fair. It was like this collector was dumping all of his items and he bought a unit in a, in a mall and just sold everything out of this mall. And everything was like dirt cheap. Jeez. Okay. This one here though, we talked about this last week on the podcast, the hip drop tackle. Roger Goodell, we have to get the hip drop tackle out of the league. The NFL says the hip drop tackle will probably be restricted or outlawed in the future. I know this is frustrating you, but it just seems that they're going to be getting rid of it. I, I mean, I, I, I don't care if they get rid of it or not. It is going to be every single fan is going to be absolutely livid watching every single from the behind tackle where the, the guy is like, doesn't have much momentum, but he's got him wrapped up. What do you do if you don't have much momentum? And you've got the guy wrapped up. It's like what are they like people that argue against the hip drop tackle. They're just like drive through. If you don't have yep. momentum against a guy that's bigger, you you can't just drive through them. Yeah. You've got to pull them down. What do you do? You you're here. How do you get them to the ground? Well, you drop. Thing, you take yeah, your my, legs out from under yeah, you. My biggest you, thing. Too, if we see a penalty of that every single week, and then when it gets into the controversial penalties that then like alter games, happen. people are gonna be fucking pissed dude yeah well i mean it's gonna happen because they're potentially said they're going to get rid of it i just think like after all these injuries that we've seen the tony pollard one the logan wilson one with mark andrews in college you saw the jordan travis one i mean there's been a lot mark Ramondre stevenson against the chargers two weeks ago like we've seen the body of work it sucks i don't think they should get rid of it but you know how they are with player safety in the nfl but what i don't get is that they're acting like injuries are like lower body extremity injuries are new to football right Injuries have been a staple of football the entirety of its existence. You're not going to get rid of injuries. There's, it's not like hip drop injuries cause more injuries than anything else. Or like, yeah, that's one thing that causes injuries. But so does yeah. tackling people in general. Like that's just yeah, the nature of the game. That, they're saying that it's a dirty tackle, basically. But but you're just tackling the guy at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you're trying to bring the guy down to the ground as best as you can. So we're going to ban this play all because people's feelings are hurt i mean this it's we're it's taking away an aspect of the game so i i don't i don't understand it though but how about this one though the nfl has agreed to have a game in brazil in 2024 so now they're going to be going to brazil what do you think about that i think that's awesome it's a huge market um i i i wonder i i would love to see the numbers on what actual impact it has like how many international fans there really are I'm sure there's enough fans in Brazil to fill a stadium. I'm sure there will be. Um, I mean, we get fans. I mean, fans from the United States usually go over to the European games anyway. So, I mean, yeah, but I I definitely think that would be cool to see. And and also, they're going to be increasing international games in 2025 from four to eight games. Do you think eventually that the NFL could have a plan of trying to put a team over there? Yeah, they do have a plan. Roger Goodell has said it's it's their plan to to expand. in 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 the next few years, do you think it'll they'll be able to pull it off? It, it won't be the next few years. It'll probably be 10 or 15, but yeah. That'll be flag football by then too. It, so. Yeah, right? No, it'll it'll most definitely. Joe, it's the biggest, it's the highest money sports league, like one of the highest money sports leagues in the world. They have, yeah. they have all, they, they, they get all the viewership yeah. next to soccer or football. They, uh, they're, they're there. So people love to watch it. Uh, I'm sure they, the the only thing that's stopping them from doing it now is travel because yeah. you can't put one team in Europe and then make and make 
people go over there. You need to you need to have a whole division of there over there where they can play each other, and then they can travel. Like you need to have four teams within vicinity of each other that they could play. You can't just do one at a time. Well, the thing about that too, you can't send sixteen or nine teams over to Europe to play one game. Well, yeah, but the thing about that too is you're going to take away players from the United States that come over and play in Europe. I don't know. I think that's a little weird too. So there's probably a lot of things. But that's I mean that Joe that. That's like saying you're going to take Shohei Otani out of Japan to come play in America. That's like that's that happens in every other sport. Right, but that's but he's not in the ML, but he's in the MLB. I'm saying. Yeah, and he would be in the NFL. Oh no! What I'm saying is, is the t- players a different league. Playing, no, in this. Well, it would be part of the NFL, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I'm saying they'd be playing in Europe while things are going on over here. Is what I'm saying. I feel like it'd be weird. It'd be a very thing that they'd have to like really uh, agree to. Yeah. I mean, they would that they are. if they want to expand, yeah. that's what they got to do. They would probably yeah. do South America first, honestly, just because yeah, it's so much closer. Or Canada, but yeah. they have to do four teams all at once. I think right, there's no way they one. could expand with just one. Right. It, it it would be too gradual, and and they can't have the European team traveling to America every week or every other yeah. week. So yeah. maybe they play nine nine away games and then come back and do eight home games in a row. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they would have to. They would have to make a whole division. Maybe they make a European division and a South American division, and then, yeah, I don't know. It's a long way to travel. They probably need to break into Canada. Why aren't they in Canada? I'm not sure, but how about this one though? Patriots owner Robert Kraft has already decided to move on from Bill Belichick at the end of the season after the after the Colts loss on Week Ten. Source told Tom Curran. Now Tom Curran is a Boston sports reporter and uh, rumbles. It's been rumbling and swirling around on X Twitter the past few days here, and people are really starting to. Is this official, Joe? I, that that's exactly what I'm getting at. I don't think this is 100 percent official, but this kind of all also goes back to if this is exactly true at the end of the season when it does come out, this guy was the guy to break it. I don't know. I don't really want to put in these, put in, put any stock into this just because of the, these kind of rumors, and we've been seeing this all season. But he could just be making you know making stuff up, but. Also, at the same time, I mean, we've seen, you know, rumblings, of course. So if it's true, it's true. But I'm going to wait until I hear it from like Schefter or Rappaport or Robert Kraft or Bill Belichick from himself. It's actually kind of funny because uh, leading up to the Chiefs game this week, the reporters asked him and, he, and they said, uh, have you talked to Robert about your decision? He goes, we're on to Kansas City. They ask him again. He goes, getting ready for Kansas City. <clears throat> so I, I'm not going to make anything of it. Yeah, we know they've had a terrible season. But I'll wait until the end of the season and when it's over. What do you think? <clears throat> yeah, I I. I just we've said this many times on this podcast. I can't imagine that they they fire Bill Belichick. Like why? I, I think it would be an amicable separation. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's a terrible season. But it's not just the coach that's going wrong there. They don't have the roster at all. No. They they've keep making these questionable free agent signings with that like everyone's in the off season. Everyone's like, oh, Belichick sees something that we don't, and then it doesn't turn out. Like yeah. Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar. Like oh, they had all brought all these like mid-tier guys in and everyone was like oh maybe he sees something that no one else does they haven't had any big signings no. so it's like they, their roster has just gotten worse and worse and like they tried to have the same the same thing going that they did with brady but without brady it doesn't work like well yeah that's the thing too if the quarterback if that if the quarterback if the quarterback the sucks you can't have you can't have like julian edelman's have, like in and hope, and, yeah yeah so this was this is a good one though. This is actually pretty pretty important here. Cam Newton, Dak Prescott. Did you see what Cam Newton said? I did not. 
Okay, hear about this one. So Cam Newton claims that Dolphins Tua, Cowboys Dak Prescott, Lions Jared Goff, and Niners Brock Purdy are all game managers. These are game managers. They are not difference makers. Cam, okay, now Cam Newton also was throwing shots at these quarterbacks. But what I don't understand, too, is these quarterbacks are still in the NFL, and you're sitting on the couch, and Cam Newton said that uh, – Teams, Jared teams Goff and, and Cam Newton years, are probably not that dissimilar in age. Jared Goff is probably not that much younger than Cam Newton, is he? Jared Goff got drafted in 2016. I'm pretty sure you can look it up. Newton was drafted in 2011. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Okay, he's he's a little bit older. Yeah, a little bit older. But the point here is, is Cam Newton. Dak Prescott is not a game manager. That's the furthest thing Dak Prescott is. The the problem that Dak Prescott throughout most of his career in the NFL was the turnovers, the the aggressive decision making. He didn't really have the greatest coordinators and coaches around him. Now we're starting to see the real Dak Prescott. And no, Dak's not perfect. But to sit here and call Dak Prescott a game manager? And then also, too, people were trying to say, okay, Dak Prescott versus Cam Newton. Okay, so I want to hear your Dak Prescott, Cam Newton, then I'll give you mine. I mean, Dak Prescott is obviously a, clearly a way better passer than than Cam Newton ever was. Overall like quarterback, had, Dak Prescott yeah, Cam Newton. yeah. Dak probably has a better resume at this point, like with yeah. for passing. But like Cam Newton had two or three years in 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 Carolina where he was absolutely electric. But yeah, he had that 2015 season where he won the MVP. Yeah. So, but that was yeah. he had a very very short lived peak. Career. And then yeah. and then it was just outside of that, it was he wasn't difference making. Like he was he was scoring. Like he wasn't he wasn't making the team that much better outside of those couple years. Listen, Dak I Prescott respect, yeah. throws for yards, yards and yards and yards. So I don't know. Game manager is not the way I don't think anyone else would describe Dak Prescott. Okay. Cam Newton was selected to play in three pole bowls. He won one offensive player of the year. He won the offensive rookie and he won the MVP. Dak has played in eight seasons. He's thrown for 20,000 yards, 448 yards and 194 touchdowns selected in two pro bowls. And he was an offensive rookie there. Walter Payton. Okay, here we go. Cam Newton versus Dak Prescott. If Dak Prescott wins the NFL MVP this year, Cam Newton has no case of being better than him. Okay, you can say record-wise, Dak Cam Newton, Dak has had better teams. I'm sorry, body of work, overall better quarterback, Dak Prescott is better than Cam Newton. No ifs, ands, or buts. Especially when he wins that MVP this year, which he probably is going to. Completes percentage, Dak's got him beat career-wise, 66.9%. Passing yards, like you said, he's got him beat there, 258.6 yards. Uh, they have actually the exact same touchdowns, but Dak has less interceptions. I think Dak Prescott is better than Cam Newton. And when he wins this MVP this year, he will, he will prove it. And if they go far in the playoffs, I don't even want to hear it. Cam Newton was a great QB for his time in the NFL. He was fun to watch. He was electric. The super cam. He was one of one. But I'm sorry. If I'm sitting there as a GM or a coach, I'm picking Dak over Cam Newton. There's a reason why Dak is still in the NFL, and there's a reason why Cam is sitting home on the couch. And no disrespect and no discredit to Cam because he got all, they got all upset because people were bashing Cam Newton. And why can Cam Newton say this? And all these other analysts can say this and that. I'm sorry. Dak is better than Cam Newton. And there's a reason why he's still in the NFL. And there's your case right there. Look at, go, go look at the numbers and go look at the teams. And, yeah, they can say, well, Dak has had a better team than Cam Newton. Overall body of work of QBs compared to one another, Dak's got to beat. And the other side of the Cam Newton argument is, as well, he was throwing a Ted Ginn. He was throwing a Torrey Smith and Kelvin Benjamin. So it's just one of those things. But it's just funny because we're, we have to compare and say that Dak Prescott's a game manager. How can you sit here and say Dak's a game manager when he's, what's, what he's done this entire season? It's ridiculous. It's obvious. I mean, now he's in the media. He's his job is to get clicks, Joe. It's pro he probably knows that he's getting clicks. Yeah. 
It's, it's a clear bait for clicks. We've seen Stephen A. Smith do it his entire career. We've seen all those guys do it. It's nothing new to say something ridiculous in order to get some get some attention. Well, uh, David Carr last week said that Mariota should be starting over Jalen Hurts. So there's your click. Right yeah, that, that's another one. That's just absolutely insane. I, mean, I, I just don't that is the dumbest, like the that. dumbest shit I've ever seen. I saw him backing it up too. Jalen Hurts had one or two bad games, and it's like <laughs> all of a sudden he's like, "That is the the dude." He just went to the Super Bowl last year, and you're gonna bench him for Mariota, who's never even like had a winning record in his career. It's like insane. The Cowboys-Eagles game averaged 26.3 million viewers from the game on Sunday night. Did you catch any of that game? I did not, uh, Joe. I didn't catch it. I was, at the, I was at the wedding. The wedding. Oh, Philly fans were in shambles. There was a fight after the game, too. They were like, that guy was oh, taking yeah. that guy down. Dante was yeah. actually at the game. He was texting somebody. He? he was like, I'm missing the fight. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I, I was sitting on the couch. I didn't have any popcorn, but I was just sitting there just laughing my ass off, man. I was like, these fans are just something else. Yeah, I, I know the Eagle. The Eagles have been on a bit of a cold streak. Yeah, they have. Yeah. This one, actually, this game was the most watched in Sunday Night Football since 2016. I mean, whenever these two teams match up, you're always going to get an instant classic. I would love to see these two teams play each other in the playoffs. Dallas and Philly, that'd be amazing. That'd be insane. We'd probably see, like, yeah. 30 fights. Yeah, to see them both, like, balling out, then no wonder not, they've got so many viewers. Me advocating, not me advocating for fights. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just adds it just adds. You can't uh, do that, Joe. I know, I can't. It just adds a dimension to the game. But this one you'll like, though. Jake Browning reveals to the media that injured starter Joe Burrow gave him and his family friends the box, box seats for the Colts game. That was pretty nice. Yep, man. that was awesome. That was awesome, Joe Burrow. Jake Browning, I, I, I'm just excited for Jake Browning to finish out this season. We're going to trade him for the first overall pick. And uh, and then and then draft a draft a who should we draft Joe with the first overall pick Mar- that we trade for like Jake Browning Marvin Harrison or something You're probably yeah yeah Mar- we'll probably draft yeah that's a good call we're gonna trade Jake Browning for the third overall pick and we're gonna draft Marvin Harrison oh my god I'm, I can't the, there's gonna be a lot of teams that are gonna want Marvin Harrison or uh, Jake Browning Joe yeah after he can be he might be in the MVP conversation after this week <laughs> shut up. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell doubles down on controversial offsides that ended Travis Kelsey's hopes of scoring Hall of Fame touchdown. As I don't understand why this call was even close, why he even needed to double down. <laughs> it, like, we had every camera angle showing that Kadarius Tony was offside. That was the dumbest controversy I've well, ever they were seen. Well, so, they were upset because the ref didn't check, he didn't check with the ref, or the ref didn't check with him. Meaning, okay, yeah, but the ref said he was so egregious with the offsides he couldn't even see the ball. So why does he have yeah. to? Why does he even? What do, what's the, what does he even have to do? It's right there for you. <laughs> he can't see the ball. You're so offsides. You're so over the line. And then of course Twitter X brought the clips back with Terry McLaurin was offsides. Jalen Waddle was offsides this past Monday night. Tyree Kill was offsides, and the ref checked with them. So it's like they're like, oh, they're out to get Kansas City. BS. <clears throat> I mean, what, what were any of those plays on the last play of the game like where it really meant something? Like, right. I'm sure there's offsides missed all the time, but he was so far over the line it wasn't. Even, it was ridiculous. I'm sure, like, you can't you can't compare missed. You you can't say these are missed calls, yeah. and we want our call to be missed as well because you missed that call. You can't. Exactly. You can't. You can't use bad officiating as a as a, an argument for the the good officiating that just happened. Like you, you can't say I want worse officiating now. Like, why would you ever want that? So, so yeah, those are bad calls. Like that they missed them, but you can't wish that upon your team. Yeah. Like it's, you, it's no one, one no one things. wants bad officiating. 
No. Just makes running, the game not fun. We're running a, low, a little low on time, but at the NBA, we've got to talk a little bit about this. Draymond Green was suspended indefinitely from the NBA for his altercation with Yusuf Nurkic, where he said he didn't really mean to hit him or not. But what are we doing here? What's going on? Like, <laughs> thoughts? Uh, it seems to be a common theme when the Warriors are backed into a uh, backed into a corner. They're not playing so hot this year. Uh, Draymond Green starts to lashing out, and he always is lashing out. But it, uh, yeah, he looks he looks really stupid. He, I mean, it's totally uncalled for. I don't think I've ever seen a uh, an indefinite suspension in sports. Does that happen? indefinite uh, usually usually with this when it's so cut and dry they'll give them you know 10 I don't games know, or so but it's happened 10 so games many, it's, it's happened so many times and we've seen it over and over and over again the, the the nba is like enough is enough like this has got to stop you've got to figure your shit out and you got to continue to not do this because this is getting out of control i mean we've been seeing this what a couple weeks ago he had a situation like this in the playoffs he got suspended a game remember in the 2016 finals like it's yep. like his his case is already made, so it's like they're just waiting for it. But I've never seen an indefinite suspension. What are you What are you waiting for? Right. You're gonna You're gonna say next week. Oh, uh, you've had three games now. Maybe we'll let you back, or maybe we won't. Well, he's actually they're going gotta, to be putting Draymond Green will be re- required to meet certain league and team conditions before he returns to play. They said in release, so he's basically going to have to go to counseling. That's so stupid. <laughs> Do you Dude, think? He, I mean. The, do you think this would be? Ha- do, you think, do you think the NBA would suspend him in the '80s if this happened? No. I don't know. Well, what happened when Ron Artest uh, elbowed James Harden in the face? What did he? What or did not he James get? Harden? He, uh, who was it? Rashid? Was it Rashid Wallace? No, it was Ron Artest. James Harden. When when Ron Artest went like that, it was James Harden. Are you talking about the Malice of the Palace? No. No, no. I'm talking oh, about when Ron okay, Artest okay. went. Literally did the same oh, thing. He literally yeah. threw his elbow back and. Hit James Harden in the head. Well, how, well, how many offenses did Ron Artest have compared to James? A ton. Harden? He was did a dirty Draymond defensive Green? player, right? But yeah, I, I mean, I'm just asking. What do you know? What is? Can you look it up? What was his? How many? How many games did he get? Because that that Ron was a similar Artest. thing where the the player was behind him and the guy kind of swung and pretended oh, that he didn't is. know the guy was oh, behind this was, him. This was in 2012. Yeah, Ron Artest. It may have been James Meta World. Seven games. Seven games. <clears throat> So I mean, Ron Artest was involved in a ton of fights, wasn't he? Like he was right. at the Malice in the Palace. Like he was, yeah. he had his record too. So maybe well, like I, seven I, games. I think the NBA is trying to make an example out of Draymond Green. Like, hey, like this enough is enough. This has happened so many times. Like we got to lay the hammer down because you're going to continue to do it if we don't suspend you for a, a long period of time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I think putting an indefinite suspension is lame, but. Yeah, to make a, a full-grown adult go to counseling for to earn his way back into the league this is like the lamest shit I've ever seen. Oh, the Lakers lame for hanging a banner for winning the in-season tournament. The Lakers won the in-season tournament against the Pacers this past weekend. Do you think they should be hanging an in-season turn a banner to, uh, in-season banner? Yes. Why? Because the league wants them to. The league wants the in-season tournament to mean something so that people watch the in-season tournament. They the want... Lakers should, do you think the Lakers should be hanging an in-season banner for winning a meaningless trophy? Yes, because they the league wants it to be meaningful. No, 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 no. I know, but what I'm saying to you is do you think the do you think the Lakers have the right to? Do you think they deserve to? Do you think it like do you think it's kind of petty to hang an in-season tournament banner? Because I think no. it is. I don't see why you need to hang that up. Uh, if you go to England and watch the FA Cup, 
everyone is hanging up an FA Cup trophy. Like that, that's a in season tournament that is like everyone's involved in. Do you think everyone what cares about the FA Cup? Do you think if it wasn't for the Lakers, another team would do the same thing? I think every team would do the same thing because the league is telling them to because they want the in season tournament to matter. Uh, yeah, you're actually right because at first they weren't going to do it and they decided that they are going to do it. Like uh, I don't think I don't think it's with that they're proud of it. I think it's because the league wants yeah. the the in season tournament to matter because for viewership and the Lakers yes. should the Lakers yes. should want the in season tournament to matter too because they get viewership out of it. 100%. It, it's yeah, it's, it's yes. beneficial for it, everyone yeah. if the in season tournament matters because if it matters people are going to watch. That's, yeah, the, that's yeah, all that so matters. It doesn't matter if they should be proud of it or not. What they sh- they care about is money, and what makes yep. them money is viewership. Yep. And if 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 they get more people caring about the in season tournament, then they get more money, and that's what they want. That's what they're hanging it for. Anthony Davis said, "We know it's not the real thing." So yeah, I mean, they, I mean, it's cool to see because it's they're the first one to do it, and they said they're going to hold uh, some slots basically to reserve some spots if they win it again. So but yeah, you're 100 percent right. It's a marketing thing. We all know it's a money cash grab. It makes the most sense, and it actually kind of just sticks it to the other 30. Was it 30? Is there 31, 30, 30 teams or 32 teams in the NBA? 29 teams. There's 30 teams total. There's 30 teams in the NBA. Yep. So there's yeah. 29 other teams. Yeah, 30 teams. Because NFL does it too. Yeah, good. Okay. But how about this one, though? Giannis last night dropped a franchise career record 64 points in his Milwaukee huge win in Indiana. But he was pissed when he left the court because the Pacers stole his game ball. Did you see that last night? I saw tweets about it. I did not see him, like, lashing out, but I saw so he was So he pissed. basically – so that he, like, bolted back. But the Pacers' defense was as Oscar Shibwe uh, was the first – moved to the United States from the Democratic Republic of Congo as a teenager to pursue his basketball dream. So he was, got his first point in the NBA last night. They said, okay, hey. But – and then Giannis was also pissed because he said that this wasn't the actual game ball. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're making a big deal about it, but I think he just – Whose home, who's home court was it? Was it in – I think, sure I think Indiana should have the should have the should have the uh, the choice then. Really? Yeah. I mean, they want the yeah. ball. It's it's their stadium. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a. Actually, I'm. Wait, wait, wait let me let me check here. Was Milwaukee home? Wait, let me check here. No, no I Milwaukee think Milwaukee is at home. Milwaukee yeah. was home. Yeah. So Milwaukee then deserves then that game ball. So why would the ball. Pa- why would the Pacers take the game ball from him? That's not. You have no business doing that. Probably to piss the trouble. Probably to piss him off. I don't know if they really meant it like that, but also too like. He, also, why, you're the losing team. You can't take the game ball. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing too. And he was also even more mad because he said it, it didn't feel like the actual game ball. He I said mean, he wasn't sure whether he actually had the game ball. I have a ball, but I don't know if it's game ball. It feels like a brand new ball. He said. Giannis is a, is a fierce competitor. So when you're taking a ball from him like this, especially dropping 64 points, a franchise career record, when you're next to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Well, arguably one of the greatest players ever. I mean, that's a lot to do to just take away a game ball from him. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, who cares? Really? Yeah. It's like, so. it's petty shit. Give him a no, ball so he can hang it up. Whatever. Agreed. All right, let's get, we got like a few pop culture things and we got to get out of here. University of Colorado offers a new course inspired by Deion Sanders. I texted you about this. What do you think about this? And what did I text you back, Joe? I'm enrolling. <laughs> you said you're I want to be part of this, Joe. Yeah, you I want to be part be. of this. You can be. You can go back if you want. It goes back to uh, it goes back to uh, Dion saying he he wishes he wasn't in the public eye. <laughs> it's the most the, the the most the the most ingenuine shit anyone has ever said. Like I his entire brand, his his entire brand, his entire livelihood is made off of him being an insane public figure. 
and <laughs> it, it's like the and in shit like this, they're teaching that in a course. Like to say that he doesn't want to be in the public eye is the most moronic shit ever. He would be sitting back in North Fort Myers, sitting on a porch somewhere, doing jack oh, shit. Well, all right, all right. I mean, that's a bit much, but still. <clears throat> the University of Colorado has induced a class for the spring semester inspired by his Hall of Fame coach. The course CMCI, Primetime Public Performance and Leadership, will essentially help college athletes learn how to navigate NIL, deals, manager time, and fame. It's, it's basically it's a college of media communications and information. So basically, I would have taken this course at UF if they offered it, even though I was journalism, but it's kind of along those lines there. So interesting. But is Coach Prime going to be my professor? <laughs> I don't think he'll be teaching the course. He should. Yeah, I'm sure he'll step in a few, uh, step in a few he classes. He should. He might walk in, do the prime, you know, do a little primetime dance, a little celebration, you know. We went four and eight this year. What do we got for NIL for next year? <laughs> no, but it's actually, I actually kind of eat crow on this one. He's also gotten a, a bunch of, you know, really good linemen in the portal. So, but we'll see for next year. So you'd be taking this course if you were going there? Absolutely, Joe. I think you should take 100%. it online. Should I? Should I enroll and get an extra degree? You should. If you enroll, I'll enroll. No, I'm not okay, Joe, we'll, we'll go back to college. Uh, no, <laughs> it's like what is it? Uh, what's the movie? Um, with uh, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. What is it? Uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One Jump Street. Uh, M and J Jump Street. Yeah, yeah, Joe, we should do that. <laughs> this is good for you. You like Stranger Things, so they came out with an update on the final season. They're going to set set to start production on the final season because season four wrapped up on July first, and they're going to be starting as soon as January fifth. So for Stranger Things fans, get excited because they're going to start on the final season. Hopefully, was it that long? Was it that recent that it was? Season four wrapped on July first, twenty twenty two. Since then, everything's been pretty silent due to the strikes. Oh, twenty twenty two. I was going to say it yeah. wasn't twenty twenty three. No, I know. Can you believe it was already that long ago? Twenty twenty two. I thought Stranger so. Yeah, Things. I haven't. I've not watched Stranger Things in a long time. So even though, even though that they're going to be starting production on the final season, I still don't think it'll come out until twenty twenty five. And even if yeah, no, it definitely won't. It definitely won't come out until twenty twenty five. They still got to write it. They got to write it, film it. They got to do everything and then market it. Yeah, it will. It'll maybe, be twenty twenty five before you see it. Maybe even like later twenty twenty five. Yeah, seriously, so, it will. But Tommy DeVito got a, has a beer named after him. Did you see this? I did not see that, Joe. Jersey, Jersey City based nine hundred two Brewing Co. introduced an Italian pilsner called Tommy Cutlets this week in honor of the young QB. So he's got his own beer now. Is this, That's awesome. Is, is Tommy DeVito's run crazier than Lynn Sanity? Yes. 100 percent because because he is literally like the stereotypical new yorker he is a new yorker through and through it is like literally like an idol for these people of new york lynn sanity obviously is not from where where in new york um tommy devito is a new yorker so it makes new yorkers feel like they're watching one of their own yeah like it's, it's something special it's like when lebron was in cleveland like He's he's yeah. he's Ohio native. Like it's it, it it adds an extra layer of special. Like when Josh Jobs was was going off for the Vikings, like everyone loved to watch it, but no one really cared they, right. about it. Think, like it wasn't as mu- should, as nearly as good of a story as Tommy DeVito, the 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 yeah. New York New Yorker, playing for the Giants. It's like every New Yorker's dream. Depending on how, yeah, like just like every New Yorker's dream, they want to play for the Yankees. Good point. Yeah. I, also, hopefully this beer is not too expensive because I think we should try it out. The Tommy DeVito uh, Cutlets, Tommy Cutlets beer. Joe, Joe, why don't you order a six pack to my house and we'll we'll try it when you're in Fort Myers. We'll do a taste test when we do a live podcast. I like that. Yeah, can you order it online? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. You got to check how much it is. But I just like how you just said six pack. Six pack. 
Yeah, get a six pack. Uh, we're not we're not going to drink more than a six pack, are we? No, we get a whole case of it. Um, yeah, I mean, it would probably only be twenty bucks. We could we could do a taste test. Can you uh, can you even get it though? I don't even know if you can buy it. Look it up. Look it up. We got to get I one am. for our live podcast when you're in Fort Myers. I don't even. I honestly don't even think you can buy it online. No, it's at a, it's at a brewery. Oh, so it's only in New York. Call him. Yeah. Hey, that DeVito kid. I need his beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, well, I think we got one, one more. Oh, this one was funny. Tony Romo corrected himself after accidentally calling Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey's wife <laughs> during the Bills of the Chiefs Dude, game. Tony Romo is just falling apart since he is his first season as an announcer. He just gets worse and worse. He's got great takes on the game, but man, just calling Travis Kelsey's his wife. I was like, I listened. I was like, oh, maybe he's trying to be funny. And then I was like, oh, shoot. No, no. People were pissed. Oh, yeah, uh, the Swifties would be in, in, in turmoil. Oh, my God. Don't even... They were in turmoil about the clip from the movie movie uh, rental, the 1989 one. Oh, what happened? Oh, most of them in the comments were just like, one, you were rude. I guess I had a, a, a good, uh, a smart take, but still like not nice or whatever. And then there was another one where it was, I would rent that movie every day for the rest of my life. And I go, yeah, and you'd be broke. Or <laughs> and I told I like, you, bro, they would pay for it. <laughs> you did. You said it. They would pay for I it. I said it. Even some of them said it was expensive. But this one here, yeah. Travis Kelsey gives shout out to Taylor Swift for making his jersey the top seller in the UK. So basically on the podcast. So they have the Jason and Travis have the number one selling jersey in the UK. Your neck of the woods. That's me, Joe. Yeah, I, that's so weird that? and so random. Why? I don't know why the, the UK. I can't imagine Taylor Swift's that big in the UK, but it's good for him. Because of, Taylor, because of Taylor Swift, I'm guessing, but I'm, I'm assuming. That's right. After both he and Travis agree, that doesn't make any sense. The jersey is dominated across the pond. A lot of Swifties over there in UK. Yeah, because I don't. Nobody even knew who Jason and Travis were in the UK before. No. So, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting there. So, but anything, you got anything else to add? I think that's it, Joe. I think that's it. Actually, you know what? Oh. I got one. I got, we got one more thing here. James. Okay, Cameron Joe. Reveals, James Cameron reveals Titanic casting at a serious height limit. Did you see that online? They're casting for another Titanic movie? No, when they first casted the movie, they had a serious height limit. So they basically oh. were only casting short people in the Titanic. We only cast short extras, so it made our set look bigger. Anybody above five foot eight, we didn't cast them. So basically, these were for the extras. So I think Leonardo, I'm pretty sure Leonardo DiCaprio is over, he's six feet exactly. But that's pretty interesting, though, because, I mean, the movie was made so long ago. But it's also they're also going to be re-releasing it in 4K, so that was kind of cool, too. That's really funny to think about perspective, that they're, yeah, that they're trying to get... Have you ever Short even seen people. Titanic? Yeah. I've never seen it. I only I watched a long like the, time ago. I watched like the first five minutes of it, but it was so long. And I was like, uh, I'd really have to sit down and watch this movie and like dive in, dive deep into it. Yeah. It's a great love story, Joe. Oh, geez. Kate, Kate Winslet, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll definitely have to watch it, but I would rather watch it in 4k than the old streaming or the old, whatever you want to call it. 1080p. Was it even 1080p then? No, it was, it was shot on film. It probably wasn't even digitized. Yeah, yeah, so I think so. I'll wait for it on 4K. Now that's a movie I will rent, and I will pay for. But hopefully, yeah, you should watch it, Joe. You, I, yeah, you I need to watch it. You think I'll? I, you think yeah. I'll like it? I don't think watching it in 4K is going to make that much of a difference, that but it'll be good. No, probably not. It's what? Isn't it like a four-hour movie? It's long. I don't remember how long it is. I think it's like three hours. You saw it a long time ago, though. I was young. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll definitely have to check it out. So. 
anyways, I think that does it for us. We had to kind of be short today because we're both running on a time crunch, but it's still good to record. And we got Max in Cleveland. The yes, land. Sir. The land. I'll be in Columbus tomorrow and then Cincinnati the next day. So I'm, I'm making a trip across the state. You're excited? Seeing, uh, I'll call, I'll send in some clips from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, Cincinnati for the Vikings game. Are you going to have any Skyline chili? I, I might, Joe. That's in Cincinnati, oh. but I'll have some oh, chili. Yeah, I'll yeah. have some White Castles, Joe. Yeah, oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live it up. You'll be going to the bathroom very frequently. You won't want to be in that bathroom. They might be running out of toilet paper for you. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's, Joe. There'll be an inflation of toilet paper. It won't be in. Yeah, I might cause a shortage in the state of Ohio. You might, yeah. Oh, geez. So you want to come yeah, tomorrow? Yep, yep. I leave Cleveland tomorrow morning. I'm going to Columbus. I'm going to hang out with my grandma and my grandpa. And then Uncle Mike? Saturday, Saturday, we're going to see uh, the Vikings Oh wow. play the Bengals. That'd be awesome. My second game of the Bengals game of the year. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they get a win. Yeah, seriously. Because we, we did not have such good luck when I went in Cleveland there at the beginning of this year. Oh, yeah. What, yeah, what, we, what, we what got stomped. What game What's that? that? Who did they game play? one. Oh, Cleveland. yeah, they got, yeah. Browns got versus stomped. Bengals. Yeah, they got stomped, yeah. And my dad went to the Titans game, and we got stomped as well. So, oh my God. Uh, so the Adams family has been bad luck for the Bengals. So, hopefully, we can turn it around. Okay, last thing we got to talk about, the Christmas card picture. The Barbie picture, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> Where did How'd that you like come it, Joe? From? I loved it. I screenshotted it right away. That was my idea, actually. I, I said we got to do something topical on the year, so we, we, we decided to go Barbie. I got I to gotta look at this real quick before we go. This is hilarious. Yeah, my dad's abs. So, Oh my God! Your outfit—you wore the the beach the beach outfit. Yeah, that that one was totally tubular. Ken, your sister's shopping glam squad Barbies featuring possum pal lion, and your dad. Yep, with the uh, you also put it up on the screen with the abs. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh! How long did that take to do? An hour. Where did the create? So the creativity came from you. I mean, I, I came up with the idea of doing Barbie. My mom got all the outfits. She left all the tags on so she could re- re- she could return them. Amazon smart. Uh, that's what I do. Yeah, we have. I mean, we have a photography studio, obviously. So we just stood yeah. in front of the backdrop and took pictures of of each of each other, and then we. My mom made it on Canva, I think. Ah, oh, that's pretty yep. creative. So the yep, so just, it came from you. Do you think this is the best Adam's Christmas card yet? Last year's was pretty funny too. Yeah, I, we've had some hits. I don't know. I really like, uh, we did a Christmas vacation one, the National Lampoon's oh, Christmas vacation. Nice. I really like that one, the shitter's full. That was a good one. <laughs> I think, fun. I think actually, yeah, Joe, I think last year's was probably the best, the Hurricane Ian one, because we had the Hurricane yeah. Charlie one all the way back in 2004. That is true. Yeah, it's true. So, so the, 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 the combination of having done it all the way back then and then revamping it for the new Hurricane was, I think that was really special. So, yeah, that's my favorite for sure. Yeah. You'll have to put the you'll have to put the cards up on the screen when you clip this. Oh, I will. <clears throat> I definitely will. <clears throat> yeah, right. Joe. <clears throat> last one. What's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? I was talking about this last night with Hannah. Um, Christmas Vacation is definitely up there. Yeah. The Grinch is is way up there. I love The Grinch. Are you a Christmas Story person? I not really. Uh, Home Alone. It? I love have you Home seen Alone. Christmas Story. I have like very like once or twice. You want to hear a funny story about that? Yeah, Joe. Just quickly. Okay, so my parents one year got me a the Red Rider for Christmas, and you know how the kid shoots his eye out in the movie. 
you'll shoot yeah. your eye out. Ralphie, you'll shoot your eye out. Well, my parents got me the gift one year. Christmas Eve, they always let me open up one gift for Christmas early. Always. That was just the thing. So I opened up the Red Rider, but I didn't shoot it until the next day. I go out on the on the balcony or balcony on the lanai the next day, and I aim the BB gun, the Red Rider, <laughs> and the bullet ricochets back to the window. So I almost actually shot my eye out. Like, like no lie. I didn't, I That's, didn't believe it. I was like, what? I don't think it's physically, I was, I was watching a YouTube video about this. I don't think it's physically possible to actually shoot your own eye out. That'd be really hard to do unless you literally yeah. turned the gun around and shot yourself in the face. Well, yeah, but, but like, like just the, just the idea. The ricochet. Uh, the ricochet. Only you could do that, Joe. Only you could shoot your own eye out, Joe. It was kind of scary. Not I was really young and that gun, that BB gun is potent. The, yeah. the bullet, the bullets are like metal bullets too. They don't feel good to be hit by now. Uh, I don't I don't want to get hit by one of those. They sting. Yeah, no. So, but so Christmas story, Christmas story. You're not really a fan of it, but you're. Uh, what's your number one then? Christmas vacation, probably. Oh, or, or the Grinch, or the Grinch, or the Grinch. I really la, like la, the Grinch. La, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, a Christmas vacation with uh, Clark Chevy Griswold. Oh yeah, that's an absolute movie. classic. Movie, so movie, funny. It's so. I mean, like, how can you not laugh? The yeah, that's scene. probably my favorite. Yeah, Shutter's Fall. Shutter's Fall. What's what's yeah. the other one? Uh, what's the, what's the other one uh, in the scene where the the uh, uh, Lewis the tree goes on smoke? Yep, <laughs> I love so that good, movie. Bro. He wears the jersey. Yeah, he wears the he wears the Blackhawks jersey. He, uh, you, did you know uh, Rusty is um, Leonard from Big Bang Theory? I think I've told you that before, right? No, I did not know that. Yeah, he's in uh, the he's a, a, one of the kids. Yeah, Peter uh is it is it is it Peter Galecki? Uh is is that's his name. Um or is it um or is it what's his name? Um Leonard Big Bang Theory. The actor's name is it's he's it's um Johnny Galecki. Sorry, Johnny Galecki, excuse me. Yeah, I knew it was Johnny. Johnny Galecki is Rusty in uh Christmas Vacation. Hmm. I've always I always thought when as soon as I saw him, I was like, that's that's what's his name? Johnny Galecki. That's funny. Yeah, so that movie is an absolute classic. Yeah, All right, Joe, John. Hannah's back, so we got we to gotta wrap up. All righty. Shitter's full. We'll see you next time. Say bye to the fans. Bye, fans. Inquisitive Mamba Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Max, see you soon. All right, see you, Joe.